0: Hey friend, are you struggling to keep up with your busy schedule? Finding it difficult to prioritize tasks and stay organized? If, if so, you're going to love today's episode. And while you can get hours of free content here on the show if you really want a custom approach to managing your time, I encourage you to grab a free 15-minute discovery session with me to see how we might be able to work together to build a God-centered life and schedule. Go to GraceFilledLeader.com to learn more and schedule a call. That's GraceFilledLeader.com. Now, in today's fast-paced world, juggling multiple responsibilities can often feel overwhelming. But with the right tools and techniques, you can regain control of your time and maximize your productivity. A day planner is not just a notebook or a calendar, it's a powerful tool that helps you strategize and make the most of each day, week, or year. Today I'm talking about how I use my paper day planner to help manage my time. Whether you're a student, a professional, or a busy parent, a well-structured paper day planner can bring increased productivity, improve focus, and reduce stress. Stay tuned as I share a few practical tips, strategies, and insights to help you make the most of your day planner. Get ready to take charge of your time. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? You want more time for the things that matter most? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, certified Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. My life changed when I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you time management, self-care routines, and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to become fueled by grace, and free from people-pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Now I'm talking about using a paper planner today, but don't get confused, as I talk a lot about using electronic systems to manage my time and tasks. I actually use a hybrid method for managing my week. My paper day planner is not packed full with a lot of specific information, but it does allow me to keep track of items that really don't go on an online calendar. It allows me a grab-and-go visual of what my week looks like. My favorite day planner allows for even more than that. As I discussed with Polly Payne in episodes 76 and 77, her dream planner really allows for yearly dreaming, planning, and intentional living. It's not full of a bunch of unnecessary junk, and it allows adequate space to personalize your own planner. If you want to snag your own beautiful dream planner, use the link in the show notes to save 15% or go to HoratioPrinting.com, that's H-O-R-A-C-I-O, Printing.com, and use the coupon code GRACE15 at checkout. I just got my 2024 planner and it comes with so many wonderful bonuses. It's really lovely. I prefer the vertical layout because I use a time blocking method that works best with a, vert- with a vertical layout. You'll have to judge kind of how you live your life and what works better for you, vertical or horizontal. Now, I'm going to share a bit about how I use my vertical day planner. And take note, a day planner and how I use it is more about intentions versus filling it up with specific appointments, tasks, details. And it's important to create or leave margin. That's true in your day planner and in your life in general, because a lot of unexpected things rise up. And if we're too rigid in our planning, sometimes we set ourselves up for the perception of failure because we've just underestimated the time things will take and we haven't allowed ourselves some margin in the day. I try to set up my week at a glance prior to Monday. Sometimes I do it on Friday before leaving my office because I have easy access to my personal, and my work electronic calendars. And if I don't get it done Friday, sometimes I'll do it Sunday, um, sometime on Sunday, but I try to do it before Monday of the following work week. I use a method that I learned from Chelsea Jo Moore. She She has a podcast and a course called Systemize Your Life, and it is phenomenal. It's geared a bit more toward work-from-home moms, but it really, truly works for any person with any lifestyle. She has a time-blocking method that I have adapted to my life planning with a few tweaks. So, the first thing I do with my paper planner is I go into my planner for the following week, and I take my pretty pastel highlighters, and I mark my time-blocking guides or the borders to my time blocks, according to sort of the category of time block. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to episode 19 and listen to more specifics about my time blocks. But basically, I mark colored borders in my planner for my morning, quote, me block, my AM, quote, home or family block. My work block, my p.m. home or family block, and my nighttime me block. So I say that because, well, I'll tell you later about why I say that, but because I work outside the home full-time, my work block takes up most of my day, and my morning blocks are pretty small. My evening blocks are a little bigger, but some of those include coaching and podcasting work, so I have pretty limited times available to focus on my home and my family. That fact is why it is especially important to create systems and intentions around how I spend my time. There really is not a lot of room for waste. It's important however, to leave room, as I said, for margin in your time blocks. Don't cram them full of tasks every 15 to 30 minutes. Just think of them more as blocks of time where you have an intention to commit to certain types of tasks or intentions. So another thing I do in my planner is I kind of create a legend or two legends. At the top, I list out the categories that are considered my fundamentals, the things that have to be part of my life in order for me, my home, my family, and my home to function. They are the non-negotiable parts of my life. So mine include work blocks, of course, both for my day job and my coaching work, exercise, meal planning, cleaning, husband or family time, random to-dos, and planning for my next week. So at the top of my planner, I list those items out as fundamentals, as a reminder of the things that I need to plug into my week at various times. At the bottom of my planner, I list out morning, a.m., work, p.m., night, and fundamentals, and I highlight each of those words so that I am reminded of what the colored borders mean in my time blocks. I also write next to my morning and night routine the word me, indicating that that is meant for things just for me. Next to the AM and the PM blocks, I write the word home, indicating that that is time dedicated to my home or my family. I might also list out what is included in my routines that occupy my morning, a.m., p.m., and nighttime routines or blocks. Now, some of us have pretty redundant or consistent routines, and you get to a place where you don't even have to list out what they include. You might just write um, the initials MR for morning routine in your your, um, time block, and you know what that means. But for a while, sometimes it helps to just write out what is included in your morning routine, your nighttime routine, etc. In the Dream Planner, there's also a prompt at the bottom that says Weekly Intentions. So I might jot down a few things I want to be intentional about for the week. Maybe it's to track my water intake. Maybe it's to focus on gratitude, or maybe it's a certain scripture that I want to remember and meditate on for the week. Next, I look at my digital calendars, and I just make hash marks in my paper planner where I have specific meetings or appointments. That lets me know what I have left over in my time blocks for my fundamentals and project work in my work blocks. Then I take a fine tip pen or marker that doesn't smear and I jot in my time blocks where I intend to do my fundamental needs. For example, I write down walk or gym in the block where I intend to exercise. I jot down meal planning wherever I plan to do that, which means I will plan meals for the week and come up with a grocery list. I jot down zone cleaning during the PM blocks where I intend to do a little cleaning of whatever room I intend to focus on for that week. I might write down hubby in the evening blocks once or twice a week where I, where I want to be intentional, intentional about just spending some time with my husband. I don't write a lot of detail. I just jot enough to be a reminder of my intention for the time. The whole idea behind time blocks is that you are, again, intentional Intentional about using that block of time for what you intended. If it's work time, you put 100% of your focus on the work project you intend to get done. If it's house or family time, you put 100% of your focus on your home and your family. But you don't want to be so rigid in your planning that you get stressed out by your plan. My final and sort of ongoing thing that I do in my planner is to jot the random to-do items in a list on the left-hand side, kind of a checklist. It might be random errands or tasks that don't really fit somewhere else, like it's not something you'd put in your digital calendar or project management system or something like that. It might mean buy stamps or pay the phone bill. It's just things that I need to remember to do but they aren't really time-bound and then I can check them off the list when they're done. The specificity around the projects and the tasks and the systems that I use for my work and my home don't live in my planner. That lives in my digital task management system. In my opinion, it's essential to have a hybrid of A paper planner and a digital planning process. So a paper planner and your digital calendar. And also I have a project management system that I reference to get the, the details of the systems and the projects that I'm working on. But the key to all of it is having consistent and effective systems that get the information out of your head and onto the paper, or into a system. That is what truly leads to efficiency, stress reduction, and freedom from overwhelm. And it actually leads to basically getting more done and forgetting less things because it doesn't have to live in your head. I've also learned that I need to be realistic and reasonable with myself. I get very little time in my home, so I have to be willing to break things down into reasonable chunks. I don't have entire days or even entire chunks of days available to focus on cleaning and organizing my home. I have to break things down into smaller pieces. That has been even more true since starting my coaching and podcasting. There just isn't much margin. I probably shouldn't say it out loud, but I actually want to sit down soon and sketch out a plan to eliminate some clutter so that my routine cleaning and tidying becomes more manageable and requires less time. Maybe I'll do a little challenge in the group. We'll see. I'm going to have to take it room by room in really small pieces so that it can fit into my PM time blocks. But... My intent would be to declutter my home or my spaces bit by bit, but that's a bit off topic off topic for today's discussion around using the daily planner, but I think we'll come back to that, and I'd be curious to know if any of you want to join me in that challenge. Again, my, my intent would be to truly break it down into bite-sized pieces so that it is realistic and reasonable for those of us that are busy professionals working outside the home so that it doesn't overwhelm you to just think about it. Anyway, so just to review quickly the steps that I take in my paper day planner each week. First, I create my time block guides or borders with my pretty pastel highlighters. My time blocks are pretty consistent Monday through Friday because of my work schedule. I create my legend my time blocks, and I list out my fundamental non-negotiable needs or, or items that I intend to do. Step three, I make hash marks for any specific meeting or appointment time that I know is happening in my time blocks. Next, I write in my fundamentals in my time blocks and I highlight them. I kind of use a peachy orange colored highlighter. Not that you care, but um, it's important that your blocks are different colors so that visually there are borders so that you are intentional about kind of sticking to your time blocks and the focus within each of those. And then finally, I list out my random to-do items. I might even jot to-do in a specific time block where I intend to take care of some of them. So again, the five steps. I create my time blocks using my pretty markers. I create my legend to remind me what my time blocks mean and what my fundamental needs are. I make hash marks for any specific meetings or appointments. I write my fundamentals within my time blocks. And I make my random to-do list. Besides this weekly planning aspect, like I said, a day planner can be used to be reflective on what has passed and what is yet to come. I think it's valuable to have a hard copy tool where you can get off of your mobile devices and just write your dreams, your plans, and reflect on what you've accomplished, what your intentions are, and what you're grateful for. The dream planner is actually set up in kind of quarterly reflections. There's a space for praise reports. It's really, it's very thoughtfully made. And I think, I know that if you try it, you'll never go to a different kind of planner. I would bet that. A day planner is a visual reminder of how we're to be intentional about stewarding our time for the things that matter. And it truly does increase your potential for reducing chaos and becoming more productive and efficient. To me, just having that visual plan and knowing what's coming immediately reduces my stress because I don't just like stand there and kind of wonder what am I going to be doing today or what does my week look like. I know in advance what my intentions are. I'm guessing I will have even more wisdom to share with you After I attend the Dream Planning Workshop in November, it will be my first ever, and I'm so excited. It's actually hosted in San Diego, California, the first weekend in November, and it's an event that's organized by um, Polly Payne and her team, and it's actually dedicated to teaching women, I guess anyone probably, but really how to kind of dream and and set their intentions for the year to come. So I'll be sure to share um, my experience with that and any tidbits of wisdom that I come away with. Speaking of November, I want to remind you to register for the 2023 Renewed Virtual Conference happening November 6th through 10th. I will actually be one of the guest speakers. And there's such a line about faith faith-led women speakers who will be presenting on a multitude of empowering topics. It is completely free and accessible really at your own convenience. You you can participate as much or as little as you like and on your own timeline because it's hosted on a virtual platform um, with most of the sessions pre-recorded. The link to register for the renewed virtual conference is in the show notes. Um, You're not going to want to miss this, my friends, so go sign up right now. I hope this episode gave you a little more insight into how to effectively use a paper day planner to maximize your time and your potential. Until next time, I pray the Lord blesses you with gratitude and His amazing grace. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.